questions. This is an oddly numbered interview show where I ask interesting questions to interesting people. My name is Bob Buell, and join with me today is Caldwell Tanner. Caldwell, how are you, man? Hi, I'm doing great, Bob. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, I can answer more than 99 questions, if you so like. I can answer up to 201 questions. <laughs> I will tap out after that, but I can do more. I'm just going to lay that out right up front. I mean, I can ask them all twice, but I've <laughs> tapped out at 99. I, I don't think there are more questions. I've looked. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe we can do some like alt questions, some variant questions. Ooh. You can just like tweak certain aspects of it, or maybe just... I don't know. Make make plurals of questions about singular objects. I don't know it's up to you. Like a like a variation on like a trading card or something. A holographic yeah. question, if you will. Yes, one shiny question for your Patreon subscribers. I, I like that. I like that <laughs> a lot. So, just a, as a quick intro to people who don't know, you have your hand in a lot of cakes. Is that an expression? Let's go with that. It's pies, but I like cakes better because yeah. they're deeper. So you can That's, get your hand further down in there. Yeah, there's more there, There's more goodness there. Yeah, exactly. There's layers. You can have a layered pie. And yeah. uh, I do, I prefer a layer. I like to really, I like to make a mess, I guess. You're a layer man, I see. But uh, yeah, you 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 have a lot uh, a lot on your plate between uh, Not Another D&D Podcast, between, mm -hmm. and, and stop me if I'm wrong, uh, Big yes. City Greens, I believe. Yes, um, I worked on seasons one and two of Big City Greens for Disney. Uh, you can check out season one, I believe, on Disney Plus, uh, and then season two is airing on the channel and on you know Amazon and iTunes and all those places where you can buy a season pass. Uh, but yeah, I worked on uh, the first two seasons of that. Uh, season three might be happening. Uh, I can't say certainly on that front, but seasons one and two. I had my hand deep within uh, the animation cake, as it were. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, even going as far back as uh, college humor stuff, drawfy stuff, you, you've, yeah. you've had quite a, a resume already. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you, um, you got to keep adding content to the pile uh, so that it's very hard for people to Google your name and see the stuff that you're embarrassed about. If you're always making new stuff, the embarrassing stuff gets further back in the Google results. And that's kind of been my philosophy. Uh, that's a pro tip for the kids. Stuff. That's a, that's yeah, a good yeah, life yeah, hack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Never look back. Yeah, exactly. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but before we dive into the questions here, just a couple ground rules to get you, you know, up to speed with everything here. The ground yes, rule please. number one, uh, take as much time or as little time as you need to answer any of these questions. Uh, if, if a simple yes will suffice, throw out a yes. If a, a, telling a short story about your life helps us get that answer better, give us that short story. I want to hear it. Sounds good. All right. Uh, good to know. Yeah. Grand rule number two, there, there's nothing controversial. There's nothing crazy in this uh, questions. There's nothing out to get you. But if you want to pass, we can pass. It's fine. Okay. No judgment. Okay. All right. Mostly and, uh, pop flies, though. Most nice and easy ones. Over oh, the I'm, I'm lobbing it. I'm lobbing them. <laughs> yeah. Lob a lob. And, and ground rule number three, there might be some follow-up questions. There might be some oh, shit. prompts that I just typed a question mark at the end of that aren't technically questions in a, a semantic sense. But You absolute madman. How dare I, you? 
you know, this this is just uh, this is just the world I live in. This is the this That's is the fair. madness I've created. I've been invited into your labyrinth, and I'm fresh out of yarn. So just do your worst, I suppose. And I shall. <laughs> so the first of those uh, non questions, Caldwell, are you mm. ready? Yes. I'm ready. Perfect. All right, question number one. What's the perfect breakfast? Wow. Okay. Um, that's easy uh, because it already exists, and you can just go out and get it. It's the full English breakfast. Mm. Um, that's the perfect breakfast. The British had a big head start figuring this out. They dedicated hours, countless years into breakfast research, into the uh, breakfast science sciences, and uh, they figured it out. I think the the X factor there, the thing that people weren't considering for so long, is beans. Um, a breakfast bean and a fried toast. That's really the way to go. Um, and the best thing about a full English breakfast, you can lose a lot of the uh, meat elements uh, and still have a decently hearty meal there because you're still going to have like eggs, mushrooms, toast, beans, uh, and uh, a really juicy roasted tomato. Um, and then you can, you know, add in some vegetarian sausage if you so desire. It's a very modular breakfast experience, um, and I I love it. And it's also one of those meals where you can eat that and then nothing else for the entire day, and you're you're set. You're good to go. You're just getting all your carbs uh, right up front in the day, and then you can go. That's... I don't know. Uh, tell sheep to go somewhere else. You can guide sheep somewhere or. Um, hmm. I guess stand in a box uh, and guard the queen. You know, British stuff. Yeah, this you know the standard things they do over there. Yeah, yeah. As, as someone who, uh, oh my gosh, amazing! Uh, I worked for, at a uh, Irish bar perfect. for for far too long, and I'm very familiar oh, so with know. an Irish breakfast, as they dubbed it. I think it's an English breakfast with the exact same ingredients, just put on a fancy plate. But uh, yeah, the fandom is here. I, I totally <laughs> respect it. All right, hit me up more questions. I'm hungry for more. And I'm also hungry for food now because I've talked I mean, about a full English, but we're going to power through. Yeah. I'm I'm no doctor, but I think there's about 98 other questions here. Just guesstimating, Great. but we'll see. Uh number 2, who's the coolest dude? Wow. Who's the coolest dude? Mhm. Does it have to be a real dude? It's No. I'm going to say no. No. Hmm. Um, well, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Who hasn't? So, yeah. E exactly. It's it's the societal bomb we all need. Uh, <laughs> it's the only thing that's holding this great nation together. Um, and I feel like the coolest dude currently for me is K.K. Slider, because I was promised a concert Ooh. from K.K. Slider uh, if I do all my tasks like a good little villager. Um, and I'm just kind of holding on to the hope and the dream that maybe I will get to meet that mythical dog one day. Um, I guess if I needed a real life example of a coolest dude, I probably would say my actual dog because um, she's very sweet and nice uh, and Ooh. loves me unconditionally. And I think that's pretty cool. So uh, my answer is two dogs. How's that for a fucking curveball? Bob wow. got you. I, I, I'm throwing away the questions. I don't know what <laughs> my 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 utopia has been burnt to shreds. Uh, it's crumbled. <laughs> No, your dog, I assume, also plays guitar, correct? 
Um, we're working on that. Okay. But yes, uh, she's mastered the ukulele. We're moving <laughs> up to guitar. It's it's yeah. It's steps. You're, you're, you're Dulcimer, steps. lute, absolutely can nail that. Hurdy gurdy, you better believe it. Guitar, <laughs> a little too tricky. A little too tricky for her. Currently. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Question three: Steak, chicken, or fish? Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh a yeah. deceptively hard one. Wow. A okay, question okay. you probably had to dealt with at several catered events. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all right, so, I mean, this is such a contextual question, though, right? Mm. Because if you're at a catered event, I feel like the chicken and the fish are both going to be kind of bland, so you're better off going with, like, the steak, because, like, if, if steak is an option, if all three are an option, you're better off going with steak in that situation, I think, because, like, you know, a, a medium-rare steak, uh, it's harder to mess up, I think. Like, chicken, you know, you got to cook the bacteria out of it, and a lot of times, especially at a big catered event, will get kind of dry, Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like steak's the safe choice. I feel like if I'm going, if it's up to me and I am picking, like, the best of the best, if I needed, like, the top tier of any of those, I feel like I would go with fish because then I would get, you know, some sashimi-grade tuna or something mm. like that. And I yeah. feel like that's that's the ultimate top-tier treat. Like, I think chicken kind of, uh, you know, plateaus after a certain point. Unless we're talking about fried chicken. Yeah, I think this is a really... This one's fully contextual. I think like there's a lot of circumstances uh, and you know factors and vectors that really affect the answer here. So I think like it depends on like which tier. I think like lower tier steak, medium tier chicken because it's so uh, transmutable. There's a mm-hmm. lot of different types. Top tier is going to be uh, a sashimi grade tuna. I, I love it. I, I, I find Wait. no holes in the argument. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to be ousted from the podcast yet. Not yet. I'm holding cool. on to a lever as we speak. <laughs> what that, that lever, lever does, we will determine shortly. But <laughs> you sent me, uh, you sent those construction workers to my house and wouldn't let me go into my office for two weeks. And I assumed that you were just making me a comfortable chair, which you did. But there is some a weird trap door underneath me. But I haven't questioned it. Oh, uh, don't far. don't worry about that part. Yes, I never do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you're on the show. <laughs> All right, question four. Best gift you've ever gotten? <gasps> Best gift I've ever gotten. Oh, boy. Um, Oh, that's a real tough one. Goodness. Man, oh, man, this is going to make me sound like a real bad person that I can't think of a single gift. Uh, I feel like any time I'm given food mm. is the best gift I've ever received um, because... It's like a perfect crime in the form of a gift. Like, you don't have to worry about what you're going to do with it or where you're going to put it. So, like, if somebody gives me, like, cookies or, um, you know, like, uh, perhaps, like, a bottle of wine or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, that's always going to be the best gift for me, I think. Uh, So that's – I know I kind of spun the question to make it a little more general about, like, types of gifts. Uh, But I think, like, for me, anytime I'm given – anytime I'm given a treat, you know that's, like, going to instantly – take the place for me of the best gift I've ever been given because I have a bad memory as well so like what I'm going to be remembering is like the best most recent thing I've eaten I guess yeah okay is my answer there a a goldfish gift really like uh, absolutely yeah the last memory has got to be the best because it's right up Mm -hmm. the front it's right there yeah um actually yeah I remember uh, a 
a person uh, named Ryan who listens to our podcast, uh, mm-hmm. not another D&D podcast, sent us a bunch of beer uh, from the liquor store they used to work at. Uh, and I've been drinking those. So uh, shout out to Ryan for the delicious beers, which I feel like, yeah, I can fully say is the best gift I've ever received. Wow. Ryan, you're killing it, man. Bravo. Truly. Thank you for helping me through this tough time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Best gift you've ever given? Ooh, best gift I've ever given. All right. All right. This one should be easier. Um, But it's probably also going to make me look like a monster again <laughs> because of the goldfish brain situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, I gave my wife uh, a ladder in Animal Crossing the other day. Oh, well, those are um, just important. You, that's that's yeah. a vital necessity. Yeah, she hadn't unlocked it yet, um, mm. and I gave her one. So uh, I think that, like, again, if we're going by recent memory, um, which is the, the rule that I have put on your rule, on your question, mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've altered your question. I hope that's okay. You didn't say anything about that up top, so I think it's fine. That's true. Uh, it, so, it is yeah. not one of the ground rules. My, uh, it's true. This this rule is way up in the air. You did not expect <laughs> it. It was airborne. So yeah, I'm gonna say that the the ladder I gave my wife because she didn't have access to the ladder yet in the game. Um, so I gave her a ladder, and then she was able to go get flowers and fruit from uh, the higher cliffs in our village. So yeah, I felt pretty good about that, and I think that's maybe one of the best gifts anyone's ever given. So I, I, um, I believe I, so. I haven't checked, but it feels it feels pretty high up there, pretty top tier. I have checked. Yeah. Great. And uh, I'm going to say that's, yeah, that's S tier. That's uh Wow. Yeah. Fully S rank. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it's like that and like um, the gift of life that like a mother would give to a child. Yeah. I think and those then are like kind of tied. Just below that, Omaha Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? Oh, um, that is actually a very easy one. I wanted to be... A cartoonist. I wanted to be specifically a newspaper cartoonist. Um, so uh, I guess I failed, <laughs> but <laughs> well, I but I got really close. I think I got like decently close to that. Um, but yeah, I remember uh, growing up. I really liked all the comics in the newspaper. Um, you know, like Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield, mm-hmm. um, even like the weird ones that nobody really thinks about, like Arlo and Janice. I was a big Arlo and Janice wow. fan. Loved um, classic Nancy. Not even like the new Nancy that's really funny now. Yeah. Like the classic one where it wasn't funny, where it was just like people observing that Sluggo was poor, and that was the joke. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny. When you, you, know, <laughs> when you cut it down, it's pretty good. Yeah, he would like pull out his pocket, and his pocket would have a hole in it because he couldn't afford like sewing materials for his pocket hole i don't know and you like know that. you just know that moth is flying out of that pocket oh it yeah is well a he can afford moths oh that's oh <laughs> it's a middle tier moth that's true exactly <laughs> the moth moved out it's like this place is a dump and then the last panel is just nancy smiling <laughs> great a just send that so yeah that's check. what i wanted to do with mm. my life is i wanted to do i wanted to be the new Nancy. And I think at that time, actually, the Nancy artist lived in uh, Nashville, which is where I grew up. So I think it was like it felt like an attainable goal. Like I could have become the apprentice to Nancy and then like honed my Nancy craft and, and like drawn the best, most wretched and uh, absolutely despondent sluggos. 
Uh, and finally, I think I could have become the new Nancy man. But still, uh, that path was not for me, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, so I had to just get a job um, working at Disney on a, a cartoon for kids. Uh, so again, you know, um, aim for the moon and you might fall into the stars. Yeah. Is that how it goes? I think that's the expression. That's the one. Yeah. You'll get impaled on a star. <laughs> you'll be caught on Orion's comet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you'll get to hang out with that cult forever. <laughs> All the Kool-Aid anyone can drink. It'll be lovely. Yeah. All right, number seven. What's the largest animal you can beat up in a fight? Wow. Yeah, it gets real. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The largest animal I could beat up in a fight? Well, um, I have a dog. Uh, she's a lab, and I think I could take her if it came to that. Like, if, God forbid, it came to that. Um, so I think, like, a little bigger than that. Maybe like a a mastiff of some sort. No, mm. that's too big. Like one size up from a Labrador Retriever, I think is the. Well, how about like a uh, to go to a comic strip reference, like a Marmaduke yeah. type? No, I think a Marmaduke's too big. Uh, okay. Although, okay. No, maybe so. Maybe so because a, a Great Dane is like a very unwieldy beast. Like they're mm. powerful, but they're clearly too big for their own legs. And I feel like you could maybe run them down like if you were able to like keep them moving their heart would explode eventually yeah um just because they're too big and unwieldy like that so maybe you could take one down that way um but yeah i think like if it were like a, a saint bernard that size i don't think i could take one of those down but like maybe a great dane or like a um you know something like slightly larger than a lab like maybe like a husky or something like that i think uh, i could take down a husky yeah i could see that i, I, I i'd lose some fingers but i think i could do it yeah, it's a, a win's a and win, that's, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, any <laughs> any bystander would say it. I saw the whole thing. He got pretty beat up, but the husky's dead. <laughs> Front page of the paper. <laughs> Local man bludgeons husky. <laughs> Good time had by all. I guess it was self defense. I don't know. I still think you should go to jail. <laughs> All right, number eight. Who's someone you look up to? Someone I look up to. Um. Hmm. Well, I guess you know, as a, as a kid, uh, to take it back to the the comics question, there was a lot of um, artists I looked up to, um, and I feel like uh, like you know, a Bill Watterson, uh, a Jeff Smith, who drew mm. Bone, was a big influence. Um, you know, um, any I feel like uh, like most animation dorks, uh, I like uh, you know, a, a Hayao Miyazaki, anyone like that. I feel like more and more, the older I get, the more I gravitate towards like grouchy animation hermits, uh, like that, <laughs> who like have just kind of doubled down on their bullshit. Yeah, um, I think like as a kid, and like that's kind of what Bill Watterson is too. So I think I really admire like. Um, animation hermits and uh, and artist hermits who like double down on their bullshit, uh, like the Calvin and Hobbes creator who just decided like I'm done, I'm done drawing comics forever, goodbye. Yeah. And then I guess just like has a good life now, just like goes fishing maybe. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I think theoretically, yeah, yeah. So I think like that's that's what I admire is like someone that just like puts down the pin, <laughs> someone that knows how to quit, right? <laughs> That's what it's all about. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are also some like lesser known 
hermits that like maybe were artists at one point, but now they just live, um, you know, an ascetic life in the mountains somewhere. And I respect that as well. Yeah. Gary Larson just in a cave somewhere. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number nine, the first album that you bought with your own money. Ooh. um, Okay. I'm trying to remember. So this goes back to the gift question because this was uh, a very good gift that I received. This is not the first one I bought with my own money, but it's the first one I remember, which was the uh, Batman Forever soundtrack, which had um, Kiss by a Rose on it. Oh, yeah, it did. Seal. It did, um, as well as a really fun Riddler rap. Uh, so I think that, that one's definitely up there for me. First one I bought with my own money, though. Shoot. But that I think that would be... Um, one of the offspring CDs. Uh, and I know that was like very, very edgy at the time. I think my parents did not approve of that. Uh, but, um, you know, it was a small act of early rebellion for me. Um, and it's, it's made me the man I am today, which is to say, um, timid and, uh, afraid of seal from kiss by Rose. Yeah. I mean, you gotta keep them separated. So I mm-hmm. get it. You know? <laughs> Precisely. All right, number 10, what's your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, um, Karma Chameleon. Ooh. By, um, it was Culture, Club, Culture Club, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um very easy, very repetitive. Uh, everyone gets on board. Yeah. It's also like if you want to harmonize it a little bit, you can. Um, yeah, it's a real winner. Uh, that, one, that one's easy. We don't even need to dwell on it. Uh, I also like a uh, Country Roads uh, by John Denver, mm. if you're looking for like something... To slow down the pace, but uh, Karma Chameleon's a winner. Car- Karma Chameleon, you can't go wrong. That's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the last song that you listened to? Um. Oh, I think it was... Uh, hmm. It was a Vampire Weekend song, uh, because I feel like in, in quarantine, I'm just like reverting to anything that I enjoyed in college, just like anything comfortable. <laughs> uh, but I think it was like from their their new album, Father of the Bride. Uh, I can't remember which song specifically, but it was that. Um, yeah. Vampire Weekend. There we go. Still good. Hey, breaking news. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Question 12. Uh, what's a band or musical artist that you want to hear more from? Hear more music from? Yes. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I recently like discovered this band who I had like heard about forever ago. Uh, I think like in college, maybe even when I was like an intern at College Humor, there was this band called uh, Tally Hall, which was like a really dorky band of like I think literal college kids who made just kind of like slightly nerdy, slightly Beach Boys esque rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only had like two albums and then I think like one of them became like a big music producer. So they've all had like various success afterwards, but I don't know. There was a nice little place in my heart. So I always would love to hear another Tally Hall album. Um, that might be a deep cut for some and a completely lost reference for others, but that's my answer. I, the deeper, the better. I love it. Yeah. All Plunge. right, question question 13. What's a song that brings the most emotion out of you? Ooh, the yeah. most emotion out of me. You really should have given me these questions in advance because there's some toughies in here. They're, they're not controversial, but there's some toughies for sure. You know, we, um, we, we sling okay. them hot, we sling them fast. That's what we do here. 
most emotional? I'm trying to think. There's definitely a few. I think in the back of my head, my brain is saying, do not say a Disney song. Do not say a Disney <laughs> song. Um, goodness. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I guess probably, I don't know, like... I think I'm kind of a, a robot and that and I don't really get um deeply emotional from songs in that way. Okay. Uh I, I'm trying to think of an answer for you, but I don't know if I have anything off the top of my head. You know what? Let's circle back to it. Okay. Hey. Let's I'll put, put a, a pin little, in that one for now. Put a little asterisk right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Number fourteen, what's your favorite music video? Oh, uh, it's the, <laughs> there's no real good reason for this, but it's the, um, the Californication video from Red Hot Chili Peppers, because mm. I very vividly remember watching it like every day, uh, the summer it came out on VH1, they would have like a top 10 list every day. Yeah. Uh, and I would wake up and watch it and then that music video would be on every day and it'd be like, wow. Like, wouldn't it be cool if this was an actual video game and I would just pretend that I was in control of Anthony Kiedis on a <laughs> open-world Anthony Kiedis adventure? Almost like the um, the the stereotypical, like, younger brother player two where they're holding, like, the unplugged controller. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, like, pull up my N64 controller and pretend that I was controlling Flea, that I, would, <laughs> that I had all of Flea's abilities at my disposal. <laughs> It was Flea in a was... uh, Latiku uh, cloud controlling the camera <laughs> around Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, that's. I mean, the game was. I much prefer the Flea Tactics spinoff game. <laughs> uh, I think that the isometric uh, base battles were very cool. Yeah. Uh, but the Californication has a, a fond place in my heart, for sure. That's a great one. All right, number 15. You have a million dollars, but you have to donate it to charity. Which charity is it going to? Oh, um, gosh, <laughs> there are so many, <laughs> there are absolutely so many, uh, deserving charities and it changes week to week. Um, yeah. I guess like, uh, races is always a good one. Um, you know, the one that, uh, battles ice <laughs> and kind of like helps, uh, immigrants, um, trying to think of other, other good charities, uh, that I've donated to, um, in the past. Uh, I guess. Oh, um, you know, Planned Parenthood is never bad. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are two good ones. Um, I don't think anyone's gonna get mad at me for those. No, those are great. <laughs> All right. Uh, question sixteen. Favorite holiday? Hmm. Uh, favorite holiday would have to be Thanksgiving because it's uh what Christmas should be. <laughs> or wait, no, let me flip that. Let me flip okay, that. Okay. Christmas, no Thanksgiving. Get rid of Thanksgiving. Only Christmas. Make Christmas a week longer, um, and then just fuck right off with Thanksgiving. It's not enough time. Yeah, Thanksgiving. It's not enough time to disrupt your whole life. It it definitely is becoming like Christmas part one. Like a pre Yeah. Christmas, uh yeah, it's it's like the it's the demo for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> That's it's like perfect. you download that and then like you can get your save file set up for Christmas. But it's just not enough. Yeah, you gotta get your pre order bonus for, for Jelly Old Saint <laughs> Nick. Absolutely, yeah, your DLC. 
<laughs> your cookies DLC. All right. What is your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Oh, coffee shop. Um, probably just a, yeah, uh, for me, it's going to be just a regular, uh, regular coffee on the tap, uh, not tap. What, what do you call it? Uh, just like drip coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a cup of drip coffee. Um, if it's one of those places where they'll just refill it for free, that's what I love the most. Uh, but if it's one of those places where you have to like, you know, pay for a refill, I kind of almost like that better because then, uh, they're not going to bother you to buy more things. You can just like keep really filling that coffee and work for as long as you want. So yeah, uh, just a steady refill of drip coffee for me. If you don't and mind. And just please. black coffee, nothing in it. Yeah. 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 Just black coffee. Nice. If I'm going, if I'm going fancy, if I want something, if I want a treat, mm-hmm. um, I do like, uh, maybe like a cold brew with a little coconut milk in there. Oh, uh, maybe like a little bit of that foam head. It can, can be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also do like a, there's a place by me uh, that did like a charcoal matcha drink. And I think I only like it because it looks like you are drinking some sort of, uh, uh, some some sort of like ichor or some sort of a Lovecraftian ooze. Uh, yeah. But it tastes delicious. It tastes like the earth itself in the best way. <laughs> but yeah, for me, it's going to have to be just black drip coffee. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. 18. This is where things get controversial. I'm still thinking about a song that would make me cry. Oh, I, I got haven't it. come up with anything yet. It's there. It's, it's there it's, in the back of my head. It's asterisk. But I don't have it right now. So maybe I am a cold, heartless robot. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> see if I can pull it out. Okay. All right. 18. Spell the word gray. Okay. Oh. Ha <laughs> ha. G R E Y. Okay. Yeah. Mm hmm. Part of the EY gang. Okay. Yeah. A. <laughs> uh 19 what's your prized possession my prized possession um well i don't think of my dog as a possession because it's a living being and uh can show love and emotion uh but that's the closest thing i can think of now um possessions are weird i guess like if it went by usage alone, maybe like uh, my Switch or my like Wacom Cintiq, which I draw on or something mm. like that. But I'm trying to think of something with like actual sentimental attachment. Uh, that's a good question. What do I what do I own that I care about? Man, these questions are really revealing me to just be like a <laughs> slab of granite with no thoughts. <laughs> I have a swarm of paparazzo nearby ready to write all these <laughs> quotes down. <laughs> I'm looking at all the garbage on my shelf behind me now to see if I can find an answer for you. <laughs> um, hmm. Trying to think about what I have in my life that I like. Yeah, no, I think it's probably just the Nintendo Switch. That's that's really fun. I like I like touching that thing. It's a it's a great little treat for my hands. It's real good. It's portable. It plugs in. It's got it. What yeah. doesn't it have? Before I would have to read books in bed. And that's the fucking pits. Bo but now I can play video games. It yeah. rules. Yeah. Play a couple of rounds of Windjammers before bed. What, what could be better? Boy, howdy. <laughs> uh, 20, uh, not 21, 20. Are you competitive? Hmm. Only with myself. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really have much of like a strong competitive streak, but uh, I do like to... 
I don't know. Anytime I'm like working on a piece of art or a project or something, I mm-hmm. I really get in my own head about like how I'm doing. Um, uh, so I guess like I, in like the way that you're competitive when you like wrestle, where like it's all it's all on you, um, or like single player sports. I guess I'm competitive in, but yeah, like team sports, uh, not really. Gotcha. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Question twenty one. Do you consider golf a sport? Sure. Yeah. Um, because I don't know. It's, it's start uh, when you start making that semantic split, then you're saying that like bowling is in a sport, uh, and I don't know. People people like things, and if it's important <laughs> to them that it be a sport, then let it be a sport. You know, <laughs> more than fair. Absolutely. Uh, twenty two. Have you ever played any sports? Yeah, I played a lot of sports in in high school. Uh, um, before I like kind of figured out exactly what I wanted to do. I actually played, um, I played rugby in college until I was a sophomore uh, and it was Ooh. extremely fun. Yeah. I liked playing it cause it was a good way to like experience, uh, a form of like physical release, I guess it was yeah. just a very therapeutic, um, dumb guy thing to do. <laughs> but, uh, I realized that I wanted to be like an artist. I wanted to get serious about it around that time. And, uh, I decided that maybe, playing a sport where my hands and knuckles got mashed under people's shoes was Ooh, not a good a idea. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely played sports, even though I wasn't that competitive, especially like, I think that was another reason I liked rugby is like, it was just an excuse to have a party, uh, which I think is the best part of all sports. And that's why I like adult intramural sports are great too. Cause like you just get a little sweaty and then you, you drink beer with your friends, which is what I'm after. Yeah. Any, any sport that you can play whilst also sipping a beverage of of the oh, alcoholic yeah. variety is yeah, yeah. always better. Like, like cricket, I guess? Or, yeah, I mean, again, this is why I'll allow bowling as a sport, because I like the world where you can call that a sport while also being a little tipsy. I like it. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, 23, favorite sport to watch? Hmm. Um. I I think I might not have one. I guess uh no yeah I don't I'm I don't really enjoy watching sports uh I'm trying to think if there's like anything any kind of like weird angle I could approach this question from that would give you an answer that feels less uh negative and uh just absolutely uh definitive like that but I don't know yeah maybe maybe I don't like sports um hey you're allowed I I'm... Thank I you. Mean, my my favorite's curling, and that's only on like oh. a month every four years when the Olympics, the Winter Olympics comes on. So, I'm very limited in when I can watch that. That's great, but that like when that time comes around, that must be oh. uh, your Christmas. Pendants that must be, like, are your, waving, uh, yelling. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that that feels like a good answer for both of us. Honestly, <laughs> I, I got some. I received joy hearing about your experience. So like, let's just go with yours for that question. I'll sub my answer in there it, yeah, it, it you works just yours in if you don't mind yeah of course all right question 34 theme parks oh i thought of the song oh we got the song i thought of the song and it's gonna it's gonna piss you off because it's such a dorky answer but it's melodies of life from final fantasy 9 it's the song that plays when you like throughout it's like the song that garnet sings uh oh. in the game it's I a good ass song i could hum you a tune of... of it right now for sure yeah Absolutely. Just like, maybe we just pause and like play the whole song right now in in the recording. If I can get the 
uh, exclusion for any kind of copyright strikes. It will be in the edit <laughs> right now. If people are hearing this, Man. that I've spoken to Mr. Enix or Mr. Square and, oh. and uh, <laughs> gotten this. Those wily twins. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, what a dorky answer, but you know what? I got to stand by it. There it is. Uh, Final Fantasy IX is my favorite of the, all the Final Fantasies by a mile, so I, I know, respect it very much so. Knew you were a good egg, Bob. <laughs> How could the, the existential plight of VV and mm-hmm. it's, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. Something for everyone. Yeah. It's got all the stories in there. Um, yeah, it's got, you know, it's got anime boys with tails. It's got existential dread mm. about life and existence. <laughs> it's got, um, oh, it's got a castle with wings. It's got it all, man. It's just, what a treat that game is. The oh, castle comes to life to fight a dragon. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now I'm just thinking of Final Fantasy IX. I don't know how I can we continue. Can't. We can't dwell. I mean, I guess I could just answer that for the next uh, 70 questions or so. Every question is related back to yeah. Zidane's. Uh... Um, I guess I would have to say Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> the question was, um, what's your favorite candy? It's like, well, I mean, it's just, that's kind of like candy for your eyes when you think about it. It's true. It's a sweet. Really? It is sweet. <laughs> All right. Question uh, 24. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to erase that asterisk, by the way. There. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm off the hook. Yeah. Thank you, God. Debt free. Tom Nook won't be on you anymore. <laughs> 24 theme parks? Yes. Nice. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Um, any type. Uh, I got to go to Galaxy's Edge uh, out in Ooh. California, the Star Wars theme park, uh, yeah. right before uh, things took a turn uh, in the, on the pandemic front. Um, and gosh, it was a treat. Yeah. I love, uh, I love roller coasters. Um, I love (laughs) the lack of control that that thrill (laughs) brings. Um, the thrill of the lack of control rather. And also, yeah, I love like, uh, city planning. (laughs) I love seeing like, uh, how something is laid out, laid out for people to come and explore and experience. So yeah, a big fan on all fronts. Fantastic. All right, question 25, dubbed the Ron Bennington after radio personality. Okay. You are standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave Mm. of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring with the sole intention of fighting you. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in that fight? Okay, so I guess, like, we're going to have to use the Husky metric again. (laughs) Yes, yes, the old HM, uh, yeah. So I guess, like, if you were to have uh, a Husky costume, how many nine-year-olds can fit inside? Probably, like, three or four, I think. And maybe that makes me seem really weak that I can only take three or four nine-year-olds, but, like, I think I'm only going to take the, like, last three or four. Like, the first couple, I'm going to be like, okay, all right, y'all, hey, cut it out. What's going on here? Hey, knock it off. What's <laughs> who? Why are you here? I'll be confused yeah. for a good chunk of this encounter. And then I think, like, by the time they start going for my larynx um, and, like, biting my shins, uh, I'll, I'll realize that I have no choice but to fight. And then I'll take out, like, three or four before they, I guess, ultimately end my life. 
So I think I do die in this situation. This this is a uh, yeah. This is a real Kobayashi Maru. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's 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 tough, but yeah, I I, I like that answer. The the husky oh. metric. Um, uh, number twenty six. What is a game you know you can win? Ooh, um, <laughs> uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Mm. Very hard to lose that game. It's true. Because any visual novel is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> One with no end game scenarios. Yeah, Just... my answer is books, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I've bested you yet again. You'll have to try harder than that to stump me. I've been made a fool of on my own show, on my own <laughs> program. <laughs> question master, I'd toss your question aside as if it were paper, <laughs> as if it were simple garbage. It is paper. It's very clearly on paper. <laughs> All right, 27. Uh, what topic can you discuss the most? What? Um. Okay. I don't think there's an answer that makes me look cool. <laughs> so I guess I would probably just say anime or animation Okay. I could probably talk about that a lot, but not even with like gravitas and uh, education. I could just talk to you about shows I like and why. Um, I don't think, yeah, I, I think that's probably my answer. I'm not even like knowledgeable enough to tell you like why they're good. I could probably get into that a little bit, but yeah, uh, probably anime animation. That's, that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I know too much about. Just don't ask me to like get too deep into it. <laughs> Yeah, no. I uh, trust me. None of these questions will be about uh, your your deep analytical thought of One Piece or anything like that. So you Fantastic. Are, you're you're good there. Uh, twenty eight. Favorite place you've visited? Oh, um. Oh man. Uh, I went to New Zealand recently. Mm. Uh, and that was really swell. That's a real fun place. It's uh. Got that, you know, um, slightly, you know, beachy vibe uh, as a result of its location in the world, but also um, kind of like the yeah, uh, British vibe as a result of uh, bad colonial stuff. But um, <laughs> it's just like a pleasant mix of all those things. Um, and I had a great time there. And I got to see some glow worms. I saw where they filmed Lord of the Rings. Uh, it's a real, really good time. And it was just like very chill and nice. Uh, so, yeah, New Zealand is one of my favorite places I've been. That's great. Mm -hmm. All right, question 29. What's your catchphrase? Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> if, if, there were, if there were a Caldwell uh, action figure and it had a pull string on the back, this pull is that one string. of those questions, yeah, where I feel like you would have to pull my friends. <laughs> and like any answer they gave you would be insulting to me. Um, it would probably be something like "All righty," or <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I, it would just be some like one-word stupid thing like that, or like "Yeah!" exclamation point, exclamation point, um, some non-committal euphemism, I guess. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. All right, question thirty: What's the best costume or cosplay you've ever worn? Oh, um, oh, uh. That's a good one. That's a good question. Oh, I went as Jon Snow for Halloween one time. 
And uh, it was great because it's like any costume you get that's just an excuse to hold a sword is always very fun. Yeah. Uh, but it was like the last time I had my hair grown really long. So I had that kind of like shaggy sad boy look. Uh, mm, okay. And uh, Jon Snow, Kit Harington's facial hair is the same type as mine, which is bad. It's like, you know, mostly <laughs> chin and then like a little bit of mustache, but like just a wisp of a mustache uh, that will not help you in the cold. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I grew a shitty uh, Jon Snow beard and then, you know, put on a coat uh, and built like a cape and, you know, sewed the fur into it. Uh, so yeah, I was very pleased with that. Um, it was like the zenith of my crafting abilities. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, question 31. Have you ever had anything named after you? I don't think so. Um, I always dream of that. You know, anytime you go to a restaurant or something, I guess I've like never stayed in one place for long enough to establish that rapport. Mm. Uh, but I always dream of that. You know, like I think honestly, every time I reach a point where like I'm in a place with a uh, clerk or a a store where I could be like getting my name put onto the menu. Mm-hmm. I instantly went to food on that question too. I guess I could have gotten my name like named after a car or like a, you know, a, some sort of like scientific method. But yeah, I think for me, the best bet is going to be like a sandwich. I don't think that I'm going to be inventing a, a hypothesis that gets named after me. I mean, I'm not discounting it, but in all likelihood. Yeah. yeah it's the, the Caldwell maneuver. It's when you eat too much bread and you feel bad about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I don't currently, but I aspire to. I like that. I like that. And uh, to to toot my own horn. Uh, oh, again, maybe that's a phrase. Uh, I have actually had a hot dog named after me. It that's is the really Buell good. after my last name, and it is one oh, of that's it's one of like the top five moments of my life for sure. God damn, I'm yeah, I'm jealous. You're really kicking my ass at these answers. <laughs> All yours are better. <laughs> I wrote this as a self-interview, really. Just everyone else just keeps showing up. <laughs> well, hold on. All right, what's what's on the Buell? Spill it. Uh, it was um, a hot dog with mm-hmm. uh, strips of chorizo sausage, uh, a fried oh. a piece of a fried plantain, and then a oh. cheese sauce on top of that. Fuck it, me, that sounds so good. It was very. Where can I get this? Uh, it is no longer in business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> People uh, got same... so sick. Oh, it was so many lawsuits. Uh, technically, it's unmentionable. <laughs> this is all have to be cut. Uh, no, <laughs> that the the same bar that I worked at before with the uh, the the question one Irish breakfast. Um, wow. The uh, place around the corner, a uh, buddy of mine was uh, working as the chef, and he was setting up a late night menu. And I said, "Oh, I've always wanted something named after me." And he goes, "Done." And he just picked one of the hot dogs and made something that, I guess, represented me on some sort of emotional basis and wow. named it that. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty great. Even though he misspelled, you didn't even my have name. to do. You didn't even have to do the hard work nope. of like coming up with an order. None, nothing <laughs> at all. It's not like, like oh, that's just what he always gets. Or no, he just picked one. That's great. That's I mean, that's the dream right there. It, tr- still um, an honor. Yeah. When that place yep. went out of business, I stole like five of their menus so I could always have it written That's great. on there. It was fantastic. I'm going to make this hot dog, and then I will eat it in your honor. I'll just, <laughs> that's a solemn promise right there. It's its quite a dog, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, 32, hobby you've dedicated the most time to. 
Uh, <laughs> I guess drawing is that. That's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thirty-three. Who's a celebrity mm-hmm. you've had a crush on? Whoa. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Celebrity crush. Ah, oh, that's a tricky one. Uh, let's asterisk that one. Maybe I'll think on it. Gotcha. Asterix is placed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 34, what's the strangest job you've ever had? Um, One summer, I, I worked a construction job, uh, and it wasn't that strange. It was just, it felt kind of surreal, like, thinking back on it, because all I did for the entire, I guess, like, month or two that I was working this job was I just dug a hole. So it, it felt kind of like um this uh I don't know it had kind of like a a a bizarre um not real quality to it it didn't feel like a real job at all i was just like i went into the basement of this like college dorm that they were building and i just like <laughs> dug a hole with another person i got to use a jackhammer though so that was fun oh that's the first time using sweet. a jackhammer uh but yeah it was uh surreal in a way nice What's a book that you would recommend the world to read? Ooh. Oh, um, that's that's a fun one. Uh, I really like anything by Ursula K. Le Guin is fun. I feel like she's great. She's a good like sci-fi author that kind of crosses over into just like very good fiction that has like a point and a purpose and a reflection uh, into our society and the problems they're in uh left hand of darkness is very good the dispossessed also very good uh so yeah two books by ursula k Le Guin. very nice uh what's a movie that always makes you laugh Ooh, um a movie that always makes me laugh i'm trying to think this is you know anytime i take a pause it's like me trying to think of an answer that's not embarrassing um <laughs> You know, I guess I, like any of the Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no. Uh I have found that this is mm-hmm. consistently the most difficult question for people to answer. Do you uh, have an answer for it? Oh. Do I have an answer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've turned it on you. Dang it. Uh yes, uh, Young Frankenstein, the Mel Brooks movie. Definitely um Mel Brooks movies are like yeah, those those are a those are a given. They're almost in a category in and of themselves, I would yeah. say. Um, you know, I rewatched Austin Powers recently and a lot of it does not hold up and is bad, <laughs> but man, oh man, I did laugh a lot when I watched that movie again. When all right. Mo- yeah. When that movie hits yeah. on all cylinders, man, mm-hmm. it's good. But that was just my decoy answer uh, while I thought <laughs> of my real answer. Oh no. I've which been I duped. do have now. Uh, yeah, you, you fell for it. You, hook, line, and sinker. You're just... <laughs> chomping away on uh, Mike Myers' masterpiece. And <laughs> I've got a real answer for you, and it's Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Ooh, excellent. Yes. Yes. Very good film. Um, like, one uh, one off-color joke away from being a perfect, timeless movie, uh, but just very good, very fun. Um, again, an improvement on the sequel in all ways. Also has that thing I like in any movie where it's just like, just practical effects out the wazoo on yeah. that thing. Just a real treat. Oh, that's a that's a great answer, yeah. Thank you. Um, as opposed to all the other answers, which were... <laughs> They're middling, I would say. <laughs> all right. Uh, 
Uh, 37. Uh, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Worst? Oh, wow. Um, okay, maybe... Again, I don't have a, a strong memory. Um, and movies especially, I feel like I'm totally game to watch a bad movie and just let it kind of wash over me and be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I usually, when when there's a question like this, I'll usually reach into recent memory. Um, uh, and the most recent bad movie I saw was uh, Bloodshot by Vin Diesel. Ooh. Um, it was a very, very bad film, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that's going to have to be... Um, my answer there that's like what's currently uh holding water in my brain as the bad movie <laughs> okay yeah so the, we'll the, see what knocks it out that's currently in the uh the casey Kasem top 10 of bad movies and then absolutely who, who knows what next week will hold <laughs> yeah yeah uh all right question 38 who's your favorite actor um oh that's a great question i mean I, I think that's a that's a tricky one as well, and again, um, all of my answers, as we mentioned, are just going to be based on things I've recently experienced uh, mm-hmm. because I am a sponge. Uh, <laughs> and once, like, once I receive any sort of uh, stimulus or I'm squeezed in any way, everything just comes out, and I just like re- start reabsorbing. Uh, I watched Truman Show recently, uh, and was reminded that Jim Carrey is a very fun actor and has fun range. And I also saw the the Sonic movie, and he was the only thing that held that thing together. So I've had <laughs> I've had Carrey on the brain of late. So I don't know if he's like the best actor or my favorite actor, but like that's what's uh, that's who's making the rounds in my brain. It's just Vin Diesel and Jim Carrey, just kind of like uh, at odds with each other, battling for uh real estate uh in the in the dream space that is my mind having a real tussle up there i like yeah it. absolutely all right question 39 how cool was it in jurassic park when the raptors are running through the kitchen oh man it's so cool you know when they like try to open the door and they're jiggling the lock and they're like oh, they're yeah. not gonna be able to open the door but then they had said earlier in the movie that uh, that ver- raptors are able to do that and then they do mm-hmm. it that's a really little good foreshadowing for everyone yeah, because I got four claws. <laughs> the movie rules. That question is purely for me to <laughs> reminisce about flick. Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's a goddamn good flick. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of effects that hold up, holy yeah. watchy watchy, that is a good one. Yeah. They made the dinos real. Oh. Oh, perfect. All, All right. right. Question 40. Uh, first show as a kid you got really into. I think it's Dragon Ball Z was like the first time a show was like recurring and had a narrative and I took notice. Um, There were like several false attempts before that. Mm -hmm. I remember like wanting to get into Gundam Wing, but just realizing that most of the show was like a teen drama and not about giant robots fighting. Yeah. Um, But then I think the one that like really stuck for me was Digimon. I like got really into Digimon because that was a show that had uh, cute uh, animal designs, but also like an overarching narrative uh, in a way that really spoke to me. So yeah, I think Digimon is my answer there. <laughs> a great one. I, I, I noticed a lot of uh, uh, focus there on the Toonami Saturday morning block. <laughs> oh yeah, well I think Digimon was uh, on the Fox box that was, block. Yes, correct. But yes, um, I do, I, I lament the end of... Uh, morning uh cartoon blocks there's no blocks anymore they're just all over the place it's probably better 
I don't. I think always so. end up sleeping in. I don't on think Saturday, that they're putting. So I'm not sure. True. You don't know. Maybe they're out there. Yeah. Maybe Fox has got something new. Maybe Fox has got the you know the Fox board, <laughs> the the Fox Zone. Who knows what's going on on Fox? With so many Z's, the Fox Zone. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, 41. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Um, hmm. Timothy Chalamet in a prosthetic. Hmm. It'd be an interesting choice, but I think he could do it. I, I think he can. That's a talented yeah. fellow. Yeah. Uh, who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? Um, oh, I met Tom Hardy when I was adopting my dog. That was fun. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, we were at a dog adoption event, um, and we were, like, snuggling our dog uh, as we were deciding to get her. And then Tom Hardy walked by and was like, that's a good snug you got going there. <laughs> um, and and, and it sounded, he sounded exactly like that. I don't know why he spoke with such a weird accent in that moment, but he did. Um, and that was how we decided to get our dog, was because Tom Hardy gave us uh, his blessing. Um, Venom himself decided that we should get this dog, and so we did. That's truly all the reason you need. That's that's spectacular, yeah. Yeah. Uh, question 43. TV show or podcast that you love but don't think anyone else knows about? Ooh. Um. All right, TV show or podcast. <sighs> My tastes are very pedestrian. I'm trying to think of a TV show that I've watched that uh, wouldn't just be instantly... You know, I'll just give this uh, as an opportunity to just shout out a podcast I like, I guess. Um, I really like the... I don't know if, if you've heard of it, but the, the Waypoint folks do a fun video game podcast that has some good uh, introspective stuff about video games in it, but also uh, has a little bit of a side of politics and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, cultural awareness that I enjoy. So yeah, uh, just go listen to the Waypoint Games podcast uh, Vice Games video game podcast. How, uh, yeah, how smart answer. is Austin Walker? He's just the he's the best, right? Yeah, he's a genius, and I I love uh, listening to him. I guess like Friends of the Table is another recommendation uh, mm. if you want to listen to his uh, very good uh, role playing show. Uh, you should check that out. They do um, a lot of uh, tabletop games about mechs, which is very fun. And I will I will use this moment to just say, Hey, Austin Walker. Please come on this show because I would love to interview you. And oh, uh, you have some good answers. Oh, he's just a heck of a guy. Um, crush my answers, absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right, number forty-four. Favorite comedian. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Favorite comedian. Um, Indeed. Wow. I guess um, I really liked the. Uh, this is. Again, I'm, I'm like finding little weird facets within all your questions. I really I like the, the sack lunch bunch that John Mulaney did. Um, seems like very easy to say John Mulaney's your favorite comedian, but like, I don't know, did a very good job with that special, and I very much enjoyed it. Um, so I'll just say that. I can, I'm sure I could like, oh, you know what? Julio Torres did an amazing special on HBO uh, a while back that I just watched um, that was so much fun. It's called My Favorite Shapes. Um, so again, um, I'm I'm pulling the goldfish card again. Uh, I watched that <laughs> recently, and it was so delightful. So yeah, I'll just give a recommendation for that. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, forty-five best Saturday Night Live cast member. Hmm. Um, I feel like the 
esoteric answer would be to say Julio Torres again, because um, <laughs> like he was on there for like one season. Uh, but I guess, um, hmm, best Saturday Night Live cast member. Yeah, let's just say Julio Torres again. Why not? That's funny. Sure, he's killing it, <laughs> or he was previously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. I think this is the, uh, this is a very interesting question because it's kind of been what you're you've been avoiding. Question oh. forty six. What's the nerdiest thing you've done? The nerdiest thing I've done. Yes. Um, I guess maybe start a D and D podcast with my <laughs> friends. It's a pretty nerdy thing to do. Yeah, all things <laughs> considered. Uh, yeah. Work, uh, help help a website called dorkly.com and work there for five years. It's, it's in the nerdy. name. Uh, yeah. It's right in the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. Excellently played. Uh, 47, least favorite state. Least favorite state. Um, oh man, this is, this is a tough one. I feel like all states have, uh, some redeeming quality to them. Oh, for sure. But yeah, yeah. probably Arkansas. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Arkansas or Mississippi. They're really fucking things up. I mean, like, there's a lot of great <laughs> people there, but like, I feel like just from like a, a government perspective. <laughs> yeah. They gotta... Actually, Tennessee, which is where I'm from. You know what? No, I'll rescind uh, those statements about Arkansas and Mississippi because I don't want to speak out of turn. Tennessee has some just real garbage politics uh, when it comes to the state and how it's run on a state level and a federal level. Uh, so yeah, fuck off with that. Uh, Tennessee's my answer. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. 20. No, not 20. Uh, we're well past that. 48. Uh, best thing you've ever won. You could have said question one and I probably would have just like started answering them again. <laughs> <laughs> you could have kept me here forever. <laughs> Um, what was the question again? Sorry. Uh, no, no worries. Uh, best thing you've ever won. Best thing I've ever won. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, again, uh, we, we talked about my experience with sports uh, mm-hmm. and team sports, uh, and I was never very good at them, so I didn't win a ton of them. So uh, I don't really have anything on that front. Um, I guess I've won a lot of video games and that's always fun when you win one of those because it like gives you a momentary, uh, blip of dopamine that makes you feel like everything's (laughs) going to be okay. Just telling you, Hey man. Yeah. (laughs) You did this. Oh, wow. (laughs) You should, you press that button real good. A lot of times you click those buttons better than. Well, exactly as we expected, because we put the screen in the game. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I don't know if I have a definitive answer for uh, a thing that I've won, per se. Uh, Because, again, going back to the question about being competitive, uh, um, the only thing I'm really competitive against is myself. And it's hard to beat yourself. That's kind of like, I mean, you can ask any therapist. That's like the whole deal. Yeah. That's a good, (laughs) like, motto. I like that. Yeah. That Don't might... try to beat yourself. Try to um, just, I guess, compete with yourself. Uh, it falls apart. <laughs> it's just, it's being workshopped. It's, it's yeah, in the yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, 49, is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? 
Um, uh, matchbooks. That's pretty simple, but uh, matchbooks are fun to collect because uh, any anytime uh, I go to like a bar or restaurant, and I have a matchbook. I'll grab it because I like seeing you know. Uh, I like uh, logos and illustrations and whatnot, and I always like seeing them represented on a little matchbook. I feel like it's like a weird little relic of a before time. And also, if I'm ever murdered, uh, it'll be very easy for people to track down uh, where I was murdered because I always <laughs> take a matchbook from a place. So that's, that's just like a fun little tip for you. Something that the feds, I'm sure, are uh, pulling this audio right now mm-hmm. <laughs> just to have on hand in case. <laughs> All right, question 50, dubbed the Ryan Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife, knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose? Probably the baseball bat, um, because... I'm uncomfortable with like the knife because I feel like you could accidentally really hurt someone with that. Not to say that you couldn't hurt someone real bad with a baseball bat, but I've swung a baseball bat before, and also you could block better with a baseball bat. Mm, the um, blocking factor is interesting. Yeah, yeah, and also I think you could probably like get a couple steps back and fling the baseball bat at the person, and they'd have to dodge before you just ran away. And I think that. <laughs> That would be a good one uh, to use, especially if you're like just trying to keep distance from you and the other person. You could keep swinging and backing up until you're able to call a car or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that baseball bat for sure. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like the alternate yeah. strategies involved here. <laughs> you got to consider all the angles here. Hey, everybody. Just a real quick intermission. While you're grooving, shout out all these wonderful musicians who help us make this show sound as good as it does. The song you're listening to right now is from the Mini Vandals. The song you're going to hear to get us back into the questions is from DJ Williams. Our opener is from Diala, and our closing is from Single Friend. It's all royalty-free, so they'd appreciate some clicks and some listens if you could spare it. But you know what? I would appreciate if you got a question for me 99 questions pod at gmail or 99 questions pod on twitter that's the number 99 ask me some questions it might get on the show top of the hill oh we're, it's, it's all downhill from here <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you are involved with uh one of my favorite if not my favorite podcast out there right now uh which is not another D podcast cheers thank uh, you yeah uh, and i mean that sincerely I, I i've recommended it to so many friends uh like it is it is absolutely the best and what I want to know is, how did the actual uh, birth of that show come about? Uh, I, I know I've heard certain tales of uh, some of your your uh, co-hosts on the show, like uh, Jake and, and uh, Murph, and figuring out 
like ideas behind the scenes of oh we want to do something D&D based but like what mm-hmm. actually was the seed that spurred it and why was this group chosen um well i think it was it kind of sprang out of the old podcast we used to do mm. which was the 8-bit book club um which was a podcast where me murph and emily would uh read books based on video games and like watch movies based on video games uh and we realized that that was fun and a lot of work and wouldn't it be better if we did a podcast that was roughly a hundred times more work uh so (laughs) um at least for murph so we uh we did that instead uh i think it was like also we had done um a couple D D themed episodes of Bit book club and they were super fun we did like a monster madness tournament where we all played a uh, little like challenge rating uh, one quarter monsters in like a big uh, battle royale tournament. Uh, and that was so fun that we realized that we could just do an entire show that was D&D. Um, and I think like Murph had been uh, doing a campaign for a bunch of his home friends uh, via like the Internet and I think was eager to play more D&D. Uh, and so I think it, it sprung mostly out of that. So it's like mostly I feel like Murph uh, and, and Emily's like uh, home campaign uh, combined with the the format of 8-Bit Book Club. So we were like had already become familiar and comfortable with podcasting together. And then uh, Jake is kind of the, the X factor there of uh, pushing Murph into actually doing it. I think <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah, like peer pressuring Murph into doing it for his podcast network. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Now it all becomes clear. Okay. Real perfect storm. I, oh, I so love there you it. go. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. We can uh, roll right into the questions. Enough of this ad libbing and gabbing and whatnot. Go right Finally, back. Finally, it's in. over. <laughs> Time to get serious. Yeah, put on the uh, put on our our big boy hats as they were, mm-hmm. and uh, go right big. into the the very the very serious question fifty one. What's your phone yes. wallpaper right now? What's my what? Phone wallpaper. Oh, my phone wallpaper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just a picture of my dog uh, making a very stupid face. Oh. Uh, whenever I unlock my phone, I see that. Uh, and I think, like, actually, that's my like lock screen wallpaper. And then my normal wallpaper, I think it's just like the standard iPhone stars. Uh, oh, okay. Because, like, you know what? Anytime you try and put like an actual wallpaper behind that, it just makes everything look really busy. Um, mm. So I, I'm I like to keep it simple on on the on the actual app page. And then, you know, you, you can have something fun on your lock screen. So I'll put the lock screen thing. Uh, so yeah. yeah, for me, it's a big, uh, dumb picture of my dog. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, question 52. What's the last thing you Googled? Um, Oh, I, I guess I can just like find that out for you. Hold on. If I go to, um, I guess if I just did, l- let me look at my history real quick and I'll tell you the answer. Yeah, please. The last thing I Googled. Show full history. Um, oh, you know what I think it was? Was um, spicy chicken recipes. Oh. So there you go. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gotta... Actually, <laughs> I, I, I lied. Um, that was what I Googled yesterday. The thing I most recently Googled was uh, Frozen 2 Plot. So there you go. <laughs> wow. Okay. I love Just had it. some questions. Had some questions that only Wikipedia could answer. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 53. Uh, you have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Um, so uh, for 
our current pet, we named her Harriet, uh, but the other name we wanted to choose from was uh, Sybil, because we wanted to give our dog a silly old lady name. So it'd probably just go with Sybil, uh, just another silly old lady name. So any any old lady name, I think, would be one. Yeah, those are very animal. strong. The, any yeah. Ethel, any kind of Ethel Beatrice. Would be good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like a... Uh, Be- you said Beatrice. Beatrice is very good. Elizabeth is a little simpler, but also nice. Mm. Um, Myrtle might be good. Yeah. Myrtle's so we got great. options here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question 54. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? Ooh. Now, um, this is really a question that uh, I feel like Murph would excel at because uh, he's the real uh, wrestle head. Um, yeah. But I guess uh, wrestler that I would compare myself to, maybe on like a. Um, psychological level uh someone from the new day because i like them they're fun and optimistic and like kind of don't take wrestling too seriously so yeah. uh yeah i think like maybe not like stylistically but i i really like their vibe <laughs> so yeah maybe the new day it's a yeah it's all about that power of positivity it's... yeah and they they play trombones it's funny it's good it's a good <laughs> it's a good bit it's a good bit they love it re- and they love uh, video games that's they do it they works love all video around. games yeah. All right, 55. What is your comfort food on a bad day? Woo. Um, crispy chicken from the local Thai place near me. Ooh. It's got this, like, real nice sweet tangy sauce they put on it. Uh, it's delicious. It's kind of done um, uh, like a like a katsu pork style, but for crispy chicken. Uh Really recommend it. Go same same tie <laughs> in Silver Lake. Really can't recommend it enough. Sounds... Especially especially now, um, if you're looking for something to help you get through and need a, need to support a local business, and I guess live in Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> if they deliver to New Jersey, I'm on it tonight. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna see what Uber Eats will charge me. I'm you're not gonna sure. have to schedule in advance. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, but yes, I think they can do it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Fifty six. Favorite smell? That's such a good question. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you a bad boy answer. Uh-oh. I'm gonna give you like a real, uh, real dark Caldwell answer. Uh, gasoline. You know what? I I yeah. get it though. I, I... sorry, sorry <laughs> to disappoint your fans. Uh, sorry to go against my squeaky clean image, but I love huffing gasoline. <laughs> There's so many people <laughs> ripping their posters of Caldwell off the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. I did get paid by Big Oil to say that. Can't get enough of this stuff. Great for my car. Great for my nose. Yeah, when when you like roll mm-hmm. through a gas station or like a, a mechanic's place. Yeah, that it, there's something enticing about it. Mm-hmm. It's forbidden. It's from the earth. <laughs> Just... <laughs> It's a forbidden smell for sure. It was dinosaurs once. It smells like dinosaurs. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be that. It's what dinosaurs smell like. Man, it must have been weird to be alive in dinosaur times um, and just to smell gasoline all the time because that's what dinosaurs smell like. <laughs> Take that Anyway, science. go to your local Chevron and just fill that tank right up. <laughs> the next ad is for Chevron. Yeah. <laughs> You need gas. Use it. Uh, <laughs> uh, 57, best candy. 
Oh, um, oh, this is an easy one. Uh, I thought this was. I, I'm like so used to not knowing the answer uh, that when I know the answer, <laughs> I get really excited. And it's peanut butter M and M's. Oh, yep. Some some folks out there will say a crispy M and M's good. That's very good. That's a very good candy. But it's peanut butter M and M's. Peanut butter because they're like. It's just so smooth, and you get that nice, like, salty tang from the peanut butter inside, mm-hmm. and then, like, the nice crispy shell. Oh, it's great. Uh, Runner-up would be the uh, Kit Kat Duos, where it's dark chocolate and mint. Those are also super good. So, yeah, those are my candy picks. Oh, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's flip the script. 58, worst candy. Ooh, worst candy. Um, I... I don't have very discerning tastes, so I'll eat most candy, um, even weird ones like a, a cow tail or like a, a Tootsie Roll or like weird old-timey candies like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, oh, you know, like Mike and Ike's fucking sucks? Yeah. Or like Red Hots, Mike's Red Hots. Like, if I wanted a hot bean, I'll just put hot sauce on a bean. I don't want like a candy. I don't want like... Your weird cinnamon pill. Get that out of my face. Why? Like, why would you want your mouth to be uncomfortable and hot when you're in a movie theater? Doesn't make any sense. I, I totally agree with you. But this episode is sponsored by Red Hot, so oh, <laughs> shit. gonna have to shut down that sponsorship. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to do a make good on your sponsor because <laughs> I'm not gonna shut up, and you cannot silence me. Pull the episode. <laughs> you just switch it so that I say I hate. Peanut butter M and M's and love Mike's Red Hots. <laughs> Just a a very shoddily done editing <laughs> job. It's a censorship. I've been taken out of context. <laughs> Trampled my Second Amendment rights. Completely stepped upon. <laughs> uh, we might have gotten the answer previously, but fifty nine. What's a restaurant you'd recommend? Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> you ready for more? Well, I, should I should I do a like chain restaurant that everyone could go to, or should I, I do like I kind a local? Of, I prefer when it's local, when it's something like where it's like because because you know there's someone out there who's like, oh, I'm going to that part of the country, you know. Well, maybe not right now because it's a bad time, right? Right. Overall, but, but you're saving up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But if you're if you're okay. you know intend to, I want I want these local places kind of on the map. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, I think I would say uh, there's a place called Salazar, which is like a big like outdoor taco spot in L.A. that I really mm. like. Um, there's a place called uh, Guisados if you're looking for good tacos. There's also one like right near the movie theater that's great if you want quick tacos before you go see a movie uh, in Burbank. Yeah, can't shout out Guisados enough. Um, uh, yeah, those are good recs. Uh, also, um, Pine and Crane if you're looking for like a real nice uh, – uh, kind of, uh, I, I believe it's. Um, uh, I, I don't know specifically which area the cuisine is from, but very delicious foods. Uh, first time I had a woodier mushroom, which is a very weird, like cartilaginous mushroom you can eat that yeah. looks like a weird brown ear. Um, had it for the first time there, and it's kind of like one of those deeply held food memories I have, and it will stay with me forever. So yeah, those are three wrecks uh, in the kind of Silver Lake Burbank area. Perfect. I love, love California. It. You're looking for those hot, hot taco wrecks. Yeah. Gotcha. Can't go without. Also, Homestead, if you want a breakfast taco. Can't go wrong. Ooh. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whoever it is, not invited on this show. 
Whoever doesn't want a breakfast taco is out there just like housing Mike's Red Hots and <laughs> feeling like that's all they'll ever need in the world because they're limiting themselves. They're they're listening to like they're up to question two on this going yeah, yeah I think this will go all right and then once they hit this <laughs> this stretch of questions their whole world is about to be turned asunder as they just put a huge handful of Mike's and or Ikes in their mouth. <laughs> They're undiscerning. They don't fucking care if it's Mike's and or Ike's. Yeah, They'll eat see, either one. See, I love the Mike's. I hate the Ike's. So I, but I can't, I can't <laughs> I pick and choose. I respect that. You're making a decision. <laughs> yeah. Most people are just putting them in, not even deciding which one they want. That's a 50% Disgusting. loss on a bag of uh, uh, Mike and Ike's. I'm not going to invest. I can't do it. <laughs> you know, that's how they make their money. They separate... Uh, any at the factory, they separate the mics and the Ikes, uh, mm. and if any of the Ikes get in with the mics, uh, they just cover them all in cinnamon and make Mike's Red Hots. Oh, that's, that's how they, how they get do you. it. Yeah, corporations, man. What mm. can you do? <laughs> anyway, uh, they can make a buck. <laughs> Question sixty: What's a food you've never eaten? Wow. Um, I guess like. Any uh, bug food, mm. like a cricket. I've never eaten a cricket or like yeah. a, a cockroach or like, you know, um, anything like that. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like there's probably a better answer out there, but that was the first thing that came to mind is like, oh, I've never eaten a bug. So... <laughs> yeah. No, that totally <laughs> so checks it's out. not they, wrong. It's a correct answer. They sell all those uh, super weird things to be eaten. I mean, I've heard. I like... would like to. I would like to eat a bug, but I just haven't done it yet. So catch me in a month. We'll see. Ooh, life goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's attainable. I think <laughs> I can eat a bug in a month. Yeah, uh, you gotta set you, realistic goals. You gotta, you know, and whether it's gnawing down on a water bug or uh, <laughs> I don't know, becoming a cast member on Mad TV. Whatever your goal is, man, you gotta go Those for it. Those are both good goals. Yeah, <laughs> equally attainable. Uh, Aerie Spears has done both. Uh, uh, 61 what is the strangest food that, that you funny. have eaten <laughs> um strangest food that i have eaten um this isn't a strange food but uh i had a strange food experience would you allow oh, that i would love that yes i went to a restaurant uh in canada in uh montreal mm -hmm. where you eat uh totally in the dark um, oh. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of the restaurant off the top of my head, but it's uh, specifically they they employ a lot of uh, blind uh, servers there, um, and you eat, and it's supposed to kind of simulate the experience of like being uh, a sight impaired person. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's it takes a while to get used to, um, and it's kind of silly at first, but then it like becomes uh, uh, vaguely transformative uh, as you like kind of learn to navigate how to eat in the dark. Um, Needless to say, my hands got very messy, but it was very fun and very good. That is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm Oh, I love that. Okay. You know what? I'll allow it. Thank God. Oh, <laughs> I was really worried there. Uh, 62. I've made it so far. <laughs> uh, 62. What's a typical day off? Hmm. Um, dog park. Mm -hmm. Um. Eat a eat a taco or a burrito of some sort. Nice. Um, watch a movie. Uh that's about it, right? 
oh, maybe play a video game. I think like, uh, I think I've I've been playing a lot of the Final Fantasy VII remake of late, uh, and that's been a real like good day off of video game because it mm. it really puts you back in that 1997 zone. The game is like a portal to 1997. <laughs> um, yeah. So it just really puts you in the mindset of someone who has a lot less to do with their life. Uh, so I think like, yeah, I, I think like a, a big day off thing would be choosing a video game that like simulates the experience of having less responsibility than I currently have. That is uh, amazingly insightful. I think that really is like <laughs> a, an absolute goal when trying to play games. Just just yeah, yeah, yeah. get closest to being 13. Mm -hmm. any game where you're like having fun but it's not doesn't even have to be a good game like i played uh that persona game persona 5 recently mm -hmm. which is like a rpg it's like a japanese rpg and there's just stretches of that game where you're just like grinding against monsters in in battles for like hours at a time just to kind of like slowly progress uh and it's so good because it's just like you can feel your brain being like you should be doing something better with your time but uh <laughs> every time you think that like a bright color uh a lights on screen and you get a new monster uh and then your brain your brain dies uh and you don't have to worry about it your brain is starved of the oxygen it needs <laughs> and is replaced with delicious uh just dopamine uh soaked in vibrant uh color schemes Wow. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Uh, 63, what is a bucket list item that you have accomplished? Hmm. Um, I got to work on uh, a TV show. I got to work on Big City Greens uh, for Disney, and that was absolutely uh, something I've always dreamed of getting to do. Um. Again, it's not uh, making a, a comic for the newspaper. Uh, mm. It's not drawing Nancy, which, uh, you know, shout out to uh, the current artist of Nancy. Like, you really you nailed it. You got the spot. But um, <laughs> I think, you know, working at Disney will have to do. Yeah, it's a good, you know, it's a good silver medal, it's I guess. It's a good number but, two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's no Nancy or, or Prince of Valiant or... <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish. You tell me I could write Mark Trail. <laughs> uh, what a life it would be. Uh, question 64. Bucket list item that you probably won't accomplish. Hmm. Well, we kind of got into this already. It's uh, it's writing and drawing Nancy. Oh, uh, um, if yeah. If Nancy's yeah. the goal, that that uh, that individual there has it locked up. Yeah, like and Marmaduke uh is like I think that's like a family gig. Um and then, you know, the other ones like uh I, I think like for better or for worse, they're just gonna like keep running that one forever. Like I don't think I'm gonna be able to take over any of the legacy strips, which is unfortunate. And I don't think yeah. they're taking any new strips. So like it's real it's a real tricky situation. Oh, that's a very good question. Is there someone going out to like uh big big newspaper i'll call them with a brand mm -hmm. new comic strip that's never been seen before <laughs> because i could imagine that's the most difficult job on the planet earth i think i'm going to try it i'm going to just like 
bring my full page uh, Windsor McKay esque uh, Little Nemo escapades and be like, I have a strip for you, a dalliance in a world of fantasy. Like this is what will save newspapers, uh, and I think that's that's going to be my angle there. I, I mean, it, as long as you have a little newsies esque cap on, uh, yeah, I think you've got the gig. Personally. What is it called? The Elsewhere Child. The Elsewhere Fancies <laughs> is what the, the strip will be called. Uh, and again, fancies. it's a full page, a full page, full color comic strip um, about a boy who, who daydreams while he's supposed to be doing chore. Um, and he's not doing chore. He's daydreaming. Uh, and it's called The Elsewhere Fancies. Uh, and I think it's going to save newspapers. So I think that's my, my dream job right there. That's you're my listening, list. You listen in print. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. <laughs> Take note, <laughs> publishing magnates. <laughs> All right, question 65, uh, which has been determined by my guest to be the realist question. Uh, Uh-oh. Name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Now, is this, like, fully out of contact with? Uh, whatever you consider out of contact. Because I think some people are like, oh, well, they're on my... Uh, Facebook or whatever, but yeah. they they have zero interaction. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to name like specific names. No, yeah. But uh, I I worked at like a summer camp when I was like a uh, freshly graduated from college, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of like nice fun friends from that that I like think back fondly on. But uh, I don't, I don't ever talk to them anymore, uh, just because of the reality of world and the fact that you really only have like 10 friend slots maximum if you're being yeah. honest with yourself. <laughs> yeah. My space had it figured out. Like once you yeah. fill those spots up, God, you, really you, you got to bump someone off. Mm-hmm. I guess you could like, if your friends got married, that counts as one slot. So like, that's a real, that's a strategy right there. Yeah. Um, those are conjoined slots. Uh, but um, yeah, you only have 10 maximum and then like, you know, marriage or like, uh, polycules are really the only way to like expand your slots. It's very so that's true. just a friend a friend strategy for you. It's like it's like equipping materia, if you will. Since absolutely, <laughs> since that game is on the mind. Yeah, if yeah. If you yeah. open up that new slot, you you can throw in a a, a significant other, but otherwise, yeah. You know. Like you could you could in, in, you could equip like MP up on your friend slot, and then like I guess maybe three of your friends start fucking. Um, and then that's fine. That's just like one friend now. I think yeah. that that logic holds up and holds out. I I think shockingly it really does. <laughs> uh, all right, number sixty six. What is a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Well, we've uh, we touched on Final Fantasy Nine a lot. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like maybe if there's a oh um. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is a game that makes me feel extremely nostalgic. You're speaking my language, yes. Yeah. I think even less about the game itself and more so the situation I played it in, which was um, when I was supposed to be doing homework, uh, I would, like, pull out my little Game Boy SP and, Mm -hmm. like, just play a couple rounds there. It had that light on it. It was, like, this beautiful little clamshell device. Um, Yeah, that's, like... Oh man, we talked about prize possessions a while back, and I feel like that would have been mine if I still had that thing. Oh, oh. it was so good. I missed that like aqua blue uh, Game Boy SP. What a perfect device that was. I love devices. I love. <laughs> you know what? You give me anything with a clamshell on it, I'm going oh. nuts for a clamshell. 
big device head, Caldwell Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> you put a clamshell in front of me. I am going gaga. I am yours, my friend. <laughs> you know what? I, I I have to agree because I I bought what is probably a well overpriced uh, Bluetooth keyboard simply because Ooh. it folds, and I love in the half? folding. It folds in thirds, so you can like carry it with you somewhere. Yeah, it it fits in a pocket, but then like wow. like a DeLorean doors, both sides fold out to become the full keyboard. Oh I was gosh. so in love with the design of it, I needed to purchase it. <laughs> Could you like pull it out of your pocket and throw it down and it would Beyblade out onto the ground? Oh my, and everyone would get so jealous instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Time to write some goddamn emails. <laughs> Gasps from across the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bluetooth enabled. Ah, impossible. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> All right, 67. Uh, what game have you spent the most time playing? Um, these questions are really well manufactured because they loop back a lot, which is great. Uh, I think it's probably you, Persona 5. I've probably sank like 100-plus hours into that thing. And I thought I was done with that in my life. I thought that I would never have that experience again. But, you know, that game really got its hooks in me. Um, and has an hour counter so you know exactly how much to shame yourself mentally about it uh and yep i think it's got to be persona 5 yeah i th i think my genuine answer to that is final fantasy tactics advanced like oh yeah There's i think i'm at like 200 something hours or something when i when i stopped playing that it was absurd i mean there's so many yogs that you can go back to <laughs> So many judge encounters in the Yogs. Oh yeah, you got you got your little shout Google... out all you tactics heads out there. You know what Yogs are? Oh yeah, you set your judgment cards out there. What laws are in this play? Uh, it's... <laughs> None now, baby. I'm all about it. Oh, banish him out. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, sixty-eight. What is something that you have built with your own hands? Uh oh, um. Built with my own hands. Uh, I guess lots of furniture from Ikea mm. and other uh, online retailers. Um, you know, bed frames and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, other than that, I don't know if I've really built anything. Other than, like, as a kid when I would build, like, Legos and lanyards and, like, you know, dumb crafty things at camp. Uh, pretty much, yeah, that's, like, the extent of my, like, real-world crafting. I think I found art uh and was like oh i'll just make imaginary things in a two-dimensional <laughs> space i don't want to that third dimension is scary and unpredictable i'll just make the two-dimensional stuff i'll settle with x and y thank you very much <laughs> who needs this z uh, this z is a uh, supercilious no thank you yeah who has time uh number 69 what is your best pickup line uh oh goodness <laughs> none don't have one it's just like i yeah you've gotten this far into the interview you should have been able to just like cross that one off i would have you should have like known to like slot in another question about video games <laughs> it would have been rude for me to audibly scratch it out with a pencil <laughs> over the microphone but yeah, yeah I, I think you have to know that these questions are gonna be like a choose your own adventure and some of them just like 
you're not going to be able to use that branching pathway. <laughs> it's off limits. The, the yeah. goblins uh, guarding the door. You can't get past. Yep. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to go back and talk to the griffin. <laughs> uh, question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? Um, in elementary school, I was called Codfish, which I don't know if that's a good nickname, but it's always stuck. Codfish. Uh, yeah, because it's just my name, but weird a little bit. Um, uh, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never really had a nickname other than that and Caldy. Um, so, yeah, I guess Codfish is the answer there. Not a Cod- good nickname. I would not be happy if someone called me that, but I would, you know, I would, uh, Smile politely, I guess. You would respond. You would turn a turn a glance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would. If somebody shouted that, I would turn my head for sure. <laughs> God, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seventy-one. Do you believe in love at first sight? Um, I guess. Mm... I don't want to say definitively because that's not been my experience, but sure. <laughs> There's <laughs> got to be somebody out there that experienced love at first sight. So, like, from a scientific perspective, yeah, I guess I do because <laughs> yeah. it's happened. Hey, you know what? I I appreciate that viewpoint on it. I like that. Yeah. Uh, 72, what's a big turnoff of yours? Um, Interesting. Uh, oh, I, when, I, this is weird because it's not like something that if somebody did this and I was with them, uh, I would. Yeah, this would be a turnoff for me and I would not want to be friends with them. I would probably call them on it as if like if you don't clean up after your dog uh, when mm. they go for a walk. Like if they leave dog shit on the ground, that's just got, don't do that. You got to have those bags. Dog got to have the bags. Yeah. And if you don't have the bag, just like double back. I mean, I, you know what? If you if you forgot your bag, that's fine. I'll allow that. But if I see you do it and you just leave it, no, you're, you're done. That's that is a one strike offense for me. I like. Yeah, that's a, that's excellent answer. Uh, maybe a silly question, but yeah. So uh, 73. Do you consider yourself an artist? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> There's no way around it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 74, what's something you tried to cook and fail? Ooh. Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've had, like, middling levels of success on a lot of dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, but never, like, achieved exactly the response I wanted. I guess, you know what the thing is that I, like, try to cook and fail a lot at that's, like, super easy um, is, like, when you're trying to make an omelet and then you like do the flip and you oh, fuck up the yeah. flip. I'm you, always you, fucking up the flip. You just have to call it scrambled eggs after that. And, uh, yep. mm. yeah. Oh, it's happened <laughs> to me many a time, many a time. Yeah. You, you do the scramble gambit, right? <laughs> <laughs> when your when your omelet falls apart and you must, you must invoke the scramble gambit. It's always there for you, which is nice. Yeah. Like there's always a backdoor plan for a bad omelet, which I do appreciate. But like, yeah, I, I, have no shame admitting that I've pulled the scramble gambit many a time in my day. Yeah. Oh, I, I think many people have. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
Question 75, dubbed the Ben Hansen. Uh, after the first guest on the show, actually. Uh, oh, am I going to get a question named after me? Ooh, you know what? You just to to circle back on one of the uh, previous questions. Have you ever had anything named after you? This might just happen. We wow, will, uh, we're making history here today. It's, it's we're breaking ground. And that's why I love it. Mm. Uh, what is the greatest piece of art ever made? Ooh. Yeah. Oh boy, this is fun because it's fully uh, subjective. Oh, um, fully. So I, so I can just say whatever I want. The greatest piece of art ever made, in my opinion. Hmm. Um. I don't know if this is like the definitive answer that will always remain for me, but something that I always go back to uh, mm-hmm. as a, a piece of art that I really enjoy, um, is. This redub project that the artist um, Brad Neely made called Wizard People, Dear Readers. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it is a... Brad Neely, by the way, is a very funny artist uh, that made uh, the show China, Illinois, uh, and did a lot of like little internet shorts uh, with a couple of characters called the Professor Brothers back in the day. Mm. Um, But he did this thing where he did a full redub of the first Harry Potter movie as if it were a very weird audiobook. Um and it is just a delightful retelling of an okay kids movie that really like <laughs> elevates it. I should say better I should say good kids movie. Harry first Harry Potter movie is very fun. Um but like yeah. yeah his audio track for it just makes it this like weird, surreal, dreamlike adventure that's so funny and so strange. Uh, and it's like, it's fun just because it's a funny movie, but it's also very fun from the artist's perspective of like, what is art and what is the context for making something your own and how do you, it, as a transformative work, it's very incredible. Wow, I'm going to need to check this out. This sounds incredible. Absolutely do. It's a real treat. And it's a real bonus because like you get to watch, you get to watch Harry Potter, which is a fun movie, but then like with like a new lens on it. Hmm, it's kind yeah. of a, a Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz type deal. Absolutely. And when uh-huh. it first came out, um, it came out like in like early two thousands, I believe. So to watch it, you literally had to do that. You had to like download the audio track and like sync it up with the Warner Brothers logo oh, on your like Harry Potter DVD. Third so like war. it definitely has that Dark Side <laughs> vibe. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. That's. I'm gonna. I jotted that down, and I'm gonna circle that. I'm gonna put a circle. Fully recommend. Right around that. There you go. All right. Question seventy six. Have you ever had something happen to you that you'd consider paranormal? Hmm. Um. I don't think I would. Um. Which is unfortunate. I would like to. I'd like mm. to see a ghost one time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I've just had, like, the normal stuff where, like, you know, you're half awake and you see a shadow in your room. I mean, I've definitely seen the shadow man that everyone with sleep paralysis sees. I don't have sleep paralysis, I should really <laughs> clarify. But, like, you know, in those moments when your REM cycle doesn't 
uh, sync up properly and you wake up and you just see like kind of like a weird shadowy man in your room. But who oh, hasn't sh- seen the shadow man? Shadowman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bill we Shadowman. all know the shadowman. Yeah. He's, he was my old neighbor. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's everyone's neighbor in their brain. <laughs> and that's why we love him. Yeah. Heck of a guy. Because we have no choice. <laughs> uh, 77. Would you ever use a Ouija board? I mean, I have, uh, like, use it for what? For, like, chopping vegetables? <laughs> I mean, any any Ouija-related activities, I would say. I guess I would... Um, I mean, not for, like, its intended purpose, but I might, like, attach a sponge to it and squeegee with a Ouija. I think I might do that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, like, you know, maybe... It does seem like a fun thing to have, just as, like, a prop in your house... Uh, maybe you like serve chips in it or something like that. So yeah, I think yeah. I would use like an alternative Ouija. I would do an alternative Ouija is what I'm getting. I at like here. that. A new age Ouija. Yeah. 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 A Ouija for a new generation. <laughs> um, all right. Question 78. Why? <laughs> the, the question is why? Just Why? Not even just the letter, the 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 word why. Thank you, James Smith Smithy, uh, online who who sent that one in. Why, James? James, the answer is, we simply must. We simply must, James. <laughs> the time has come, and you know that it must happen now, James. We cannot tarry anymore. Can't, James. It's it's now. It's now. It must be now, James. You've you've been bested, James Smith. I hope James, you're proud look of in the closet. You'll see it there. The object. <laughs> it's been there the whole time. You know where the key is. The why is the friendship we made along the way. <laughs> I can give you no more clues, James. You must take it from here. All right. Question 79. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? Uh... If we're excluding, uh, like, all, you know, historical events that you would want to go back and change, uh, like tragedies and whatnot, mm. and uh, trying to avert wars and crises, we're, we're saying that those are all fixed points in time. Yeah. I would probably go back to, to dinosaur times, you know, so I could get one last huff the, of that big dino gas. Oh, you got to. Smell yeah. that gasoline, you know, you gotta. Mm. Mm. Refreshing and fresh in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats it. Nothing better. Um, question 80. Have you ever made a sudden, dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just slow, incremental change um, and half starts and forgotten measures. I, I, I feel like yeah, I, I've tried to follow through on some stuff. Never made, like, a big hard pivot, though. And I don't think that's really my style as a person. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slow, incremental kind of mm-hmm. guy. I, I, I gotcha. All right, question 81. What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? Um, I think we... Yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. That's not a... There's there's no nuance to that answer. It just seems fun. Get to spin like to hang out with Pat and Vanna. See what they're up to. Spin that big old wheel. See how they are in real life. Yeah, yeah. it's so simple. Yeah, 
people have had wheels for years before that show, and they came mm-hmm. up with that. It's brilliant. Yeah. And, like, the, I think my favorite part about Wheel of Fortune is that when you land on, like, a special prize, you get to just, like, pick up the little pie piece from yes. the wheel, and you just hold it. Like, you've been given this glittery reward, uh, and it's just, it's like a, it's like a giant oversized check, which, like, anytime you can get <laughs> one of those in real life, that's the best, but, like, having this weird, like, triangular currency that will equivocate to a, a trip to Santorini, Greece, <laughs> is just so great. Yeah. I, I love that my, exchange. In my mind, I would really like to think that they go home with those, but I very much doubt that they let them take it. Yeah, they probably like... have to reuse the backs. Oh, they probably just how... like reprint on the front, huh? Probably, but man, how sweet would it be if there's just some dude with yeah. like that old trip to Cabo hanging off his wall? That would be amazing. A guy can dream, you know. Yeah, yeah. a guy can dream. <laughs> uh, what is a quote that you love? Oh, a quote that I love. Um, hmm. This is another one of those questions where if I were smart, I'd have a good answer. <laughs> but I'm a dummy and a fool. So I don't have a good answer for you. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. Uh, mm. uh, you know, we'll asterisk that one as well. And then I'll, I'll think on it for a bit. Gotcha. Can I swap out my asterisks, by the way? Uh yeah, I'll I'll allow okay. that. So like I've a... got two asterisks stored up, and I feel like I'm gonna reach like a asterisk meltdown. I'm gonna have like a backup <laughs> of questions if I'm not careful. So um I'll go ahead and give you a like a, a tepid uh answer, just to get the first one out of the way, and I'll say that you know like uh how about a princess Jasmine? You know I mm-hmm. think that was like a good early crush. Yeah, that was like formative in a way. So yeah, we'll get that one out of the way and then we'll think on this quote one. How does that sound? We'll move the asterisks instead of setting up a second one. We'll just, we'll recycle the first. Yeah. You don't want to have too many asterisks in your corral. It's It's also like, it's going to be very fun for everyone on your podcast to hear me try to say the word asterisks because I (laughs) I always say the K too hard and it just like, sounds like I'm really just uh, eating shit mid sentence. (laughs) Asterix. Asterix. Yeah, like the comic. The good, Yet another it, it, job I'll never have. It's, <laughs> it's a good strong word, though. It's like lozenges. Yeah. It's, it just has a good mouth feel. Yeah. Asterisks. <laughs> See? I'm, I'm doing the K too hard, man. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, 83. What's the best shirt that you own? Ooh. Um, best shirt that I own. All right. So I have a lot of like very basic, uh, Uniqlo V-necks, which are very nice. Mm. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a real basics kind of guy. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I love a, give me, give me a gray V-neck and, and I'm going nuts. Give me oh. a gray V-neck and a, uh, clamshell clasping mechanism. <laughs> and that's all I need in this world. Boy, uh, howdy. You are set yeah. for the day. Mm-hmm. But I got this, uh, I have like a nice work shirt from Everlane. It's perfect for like a crisp fall day. Mm. Uh, You put it on over one of your V-necks. And that's going to be a real treat for you because you can get like a sleeve roll going on it. It's like just the right temperature. Like if you got like a, you know, know when it's like 
58 degrees outside and you're like it's not cold but it's still chilly yeah perfect. it's a perfect intermediary layer and i'm it's... and especially in california you're in constant need of those mm, that's very true yeah yeah ju- just just cold enough where you you know you need long pants long shirt but mm-hmm. that's about it <laughs> it's brisk is what it is oh it's brisk baby it's brisk, baby, which is what I scream every time I go outside, and it's 58 degrees. It scare a lot of dogs. Just startling a lot of people. I'm sorry. It's just how I feel. Uh, I think you should be your best self, is, is how I approach it. So I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> or your loudest, if you can't be your best. Yeah. Be one of those. <laughs> uh, 84, would you change your middle name? Um, there's a fun fact. My middle name is actually Caldwell. So no, I would not because it's already, it's, it's pretty tied to my identity, I would say. So no, keep that in place. I would maybe make Caldwell my first name, um, just so that I could avoid confusion on government documents. But honestly, no, it's kind of fun to have Caldwell as the middle name. Yeah. That's a fun little, uh, Easter egg of life, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, check out the uh, the bloopers section on Caldwell, and <laughs> it will reveal that fact to you. Uh, 85, what is a good impression that you can do? Ooh. Um, well, I can't do any good like impressions of people, I don't think, but uh, I can do some fun voices. I can do that robot voice that I've done before. Oh, the robot. It is a robot voice, and I do it, and it sounds like this. It sounds like a computer is talking, and people like to hear the computer talk because computers normally do not talk. They just make email noises. Uh, So, yeah, just like a little weird voice like that that I can do. That's fun. I like doing that. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Thank you. From the, uh, the, the side campaign... From from uh, not another D and D podcast, uh, Keychain, I believe is the name. Yeah, there's a robot that I play in uh, oh. Trinavale, which is our side quest for uh, not another D and D podcast. Uh, and he is a robot who sounds like this, and he is best friends with all of his roommates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it it gets all of the the chef's kisses, all of them. It's Thank uh, you. wonderful. Uh, I wish a chef would kiss me. <laughs> Uh, is there a tattoo you wanted to get, but are glad you didn't get? Um, I don't think so. I think like, um, Mm. and this isn't true of all artists, certainly, but uh, I found that, uh, my art, especially the art I make is like so impermanent. Uh, I think that's just like a side effect of working for the internet for so long that, uh, I've never really felt comfortable getting anything tattooed on my body because I, the art I make feels like so fleeting uh and i guess like maybe i would get somebody else's art tattooed on me but even that feels weird because like i don't know i'm i like to think that i'm constantly growing as a person and i don't want to uh live with that potential regrets so it's less of this is less of a judgment on tattoos and more of a my own hang up on uh (laughs) you know the time and the nature of growth (laughs) i'd like that i i I appreciate the um the, the the full the thought process behind it. Full uh, unpacking, that, that is, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Underwear I'm into, I'm into deep that dives. That's that's my whole yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, it's going to be hard to get the shoes back in the suitcase once you unpack them, but you got to take them out. <laughs> you got to bring a little plastic bag. Same as when you yeah. go with the dog. You bring a plastic bag, you throw the shoes in there, you take them on the on the way back. It's the only if way. Folks, if folks take anything from this podcast, <laughs> it's that you should always have a plastic bag with you. Have a spare. If always got, have a plastic bag. If you got cargo you. pockets, toss one in there. You'll need it mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide was so close with towels, but no, plastic bags. That's the plastic way to go. Bag. Just get a Rite Aid bag, crumple it up, put it in your pocket. You're set. You're, uh, you're, set. you're good. You're golden. Any scenario. You're absolutely crucial. Um, Question 87. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your 16-year-old self? Ugh. <laughs> That's the answer. It's just, ugh. <laughs> yeah. That that yeah that Just checks pick a, a lane, boxes. bud. <laughs> uh, question eighty-eight: What's the worst injury you've had? Um. Oh. Uh. Back when I was playing rugby, uh, this was one of the reasons I decided to stop playing rugby is because uh, I got tackled so bad that it just oh. popped my collarbone right out oh. of place. Um, Oof. And uh, we were playing a match. Uh, away from our campus uh it was like a travel match so like the hospital was like an hour away um so my coach just gave me a beer from the cooler and told me to (laughs) ice it down (laughs) and uh yep then eventually um i believe uh my teammate ryan drove me back to uh the hospital um in in winston-salem and uh, the doctor popped my collarbone into place, but it's always been a little crooked. I've always had a bit of a bone piece just jutting out on my left shoulder. So, wow. yep. That's my sounds... worst and most prominent injury. Wow, that is less than fun. Uh, yeah. Oof. It's fun, though. If, you know, if, if, uh, if you're a good enough friend with me, I'll let you touch my weird bone. Oh, boy. And that's that's a promise. <laughs> See, that's something I don't want to hear out of context because that, that is, is... <laughs> <laughs> that can be troublesome. <laughs> that's why it's reserved for only my best and closer friends. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a habit of yours you want to break? Mm. Social media. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Just yeah, like, like, internet distractions in general. Uh, especially during uh, the current time period, I feel like uh, it's such a such a sinkhole, and I would like to. I don't want to get over it completely. Again, it, this goes back to uh, the like big life pivots and changes we were talking about. I feel like you know, I just want to learn better moderation and control on that front of my life because uh, there's like a way to use it in, that is uh, you know safe and uh, yeah. like not. Uh, consuming i guess is maybe the Mm -hmm. word but yeah that for sure yeah i i I think every uh, other part of me is perfect it's just (laughs) that it's just i'm on twitter sometimes too much it's the one thing you know you know Uh, you're allowed one yeah all right question 90 we're on the home stretch here wow yeah it's been a journey this would be the this would be a really funny time for you to reveal that there were 201 questions because I was talking a big game before, but if you like drop that on me now, um, well, I'd probably go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Take a sip of water or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever lied on your resume? 
I don't think so. Um, no, I, I don't believe I have uh, because I've been very fortunate and in a privileged position where uh, resumes have not played a huge part in my life uh, mm. because uh, I got a job working at College Humor like not directly out of college, but like pretty soon after. So like I've, I've had kind of a very privileged existence in that front. So uh, I've never needed to lie. Uh, yeah, I guess I could. True. Yeah. Um, if I had to lie. If I like had to come up with a lie for my resume right now, yeah, what would you do to spice it up a bit? Yeah, um, I think I would probably just put like a fake uh, academic award uh, that mm. nobody would question, like uh, extremist laude uh, <laughs> bonerific. Because no one's going to go through the research to figure yeah. out what that is. It's it's yeah. the perfect crime, really. Bonerific extremist laude, I think, is what I would say. <laughs> And just put like June two thousand two to July yeah. two thousand two, <laughs> something very as very specific range of time where they have to question like what is this now? <laughs> yeah, wow, a member of the Triumvirate Society, very impressive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my my aunt was a Triumvirate. <laughs> wow, the Magnate Commission, incredible. <laughs> uh, uh... So yeah, something like that, and that's that's just like a free piece of advice. Just like put some fake Latin on your resume in a year that's like too far back for them to care about looking up because they'd need to like track down your high school or something. Yeah, just sprinkle it in there. Yeah, no one's gonna. Uh, yeah. Uh, question ninety one: Have you ever punched someone in the face? I've tried to, uh, but it didn't land because I got held back uh, oh. more or less instantly. Um, I was in like sixth or seventh grade, I think. So it, I don't uh, think it totally counts. Um, it, it counts I did, for me. I got into like yeah. one of those. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Glad to know. <laughs> I got into one of those like fights that kids get into where they don't want to punch. Uh, so they just kind of like grab each other and like fall to the ground and start wrestling. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Like a, almost like a choke out sort of match. A, a, a bit of a grapple. Yeah, I got, I've been in grapples before, but, like, rarely have I punched. A punch is, like, a very... You're communicating something with a punch. Yeah, that's that's an exclamation point at the end of a text. Like, that's... Truly. They, there's some oomph there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 92. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe with my maybe with one other person. I'd go with my wife, maybe, but like, yeah. Other than that, now alone. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Ninety three. New dog the... beach, though. No, that's no. A story. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. Yeah. The <laughs> one dog comes in with a bandana, and they are promptly shunned. Take it off. <laughs> you know the rules. <laughs> they just look better without uh... collars. <laughs> Freer. Uh, 93, when was the last time you cried? Um, oh, okay. Uh, this, this kind of like loops back into me being like a weird, uh, robot man. Uh, but I think it's usually at movies. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what was the most recent movie I cried at? Bloodshot um, starring Vin Diesel. It was not Bloodshot starring okay. Vin Diesel. Um, uh, you know, like. It tickled my senses a little bit. Uh, like I definitely got like a catch in my throat um, when he defeated uh, 
when he defeated his enemies uh, using his oh, bloodshot powers. Spoilers. When, you thought, when you thought that Vin was like out of blood, but then all of a sudden he was able to get more blood. Um, I hope it's a very then, cl- yeah, a, a he... very tight close up of him that just goes, "You've been bloodshot." <laughs> uh, it is more or less that you are not far off. <laughs> oh, and then perfect. Guy Pierce explodes. Oh boy! I think maybe um, I rewatched or I watched Goodwill Hunting for the first time. I'd never seen that movie. Mm, I think I got all you know, like this. That's a movie where you get a little man cry going. Oh, you yeah. get a little like masculine cry going at a movie like that. Um, so yeah, I think maybe that was the most recent one. It's unfortunate because normally I cry in airplanes, but um, you know they're all grounded at the moment, so mm. I don't know where I'm going to get my cries in. Really, it's tough. You know, we all got to make sacrifices. It's a time we of uh... <laughs> it's a time of great it's... sacrifice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just like put on like a white noise machine or something like that, or eat some <laughs> of those like uh, Delta biscotti cookies and try and like replicate the experience yeah i'll eat a bag of blue terra chips and try and (laughs) try and cry while watching um you know the second lord of the rings movie or something like that well yeah two towers you gotta watch two towers yeah toss on i'll watch avatar on a small screen uh (laughs) about like you know two yards away because i don't want to turn it on my own screen and then see if that can make me weep with the very faint sound of uh, snoring somewhere. <laughs> Can't quite pinpoint it, but it's somewhere. And it is unsettling. <laughs> uh, what's something that you've done and will probably never do again? Ooh. That's a very good question. Something I've done that will and I'll never do again. Um... Now, now it, it so carries definitive. a lot of weight because it, it could be because you didn't enjoy the thing. It could be because yeah. it's so rare that it just probably will never come up again. There, there's some there's some facets. Oh, I got yeah. it. Have tonsils. Oh. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> I it crushed you on that one. Dang it. Uh, you, you thought you could defeat me, Question Master, but I have uh, arrived triumphant. <laughs> My stagger meter is near full. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been pummeled here. <laughs> I'm going to use all my limit breaks now. Oh, no. Now I'm asking the questions. Not lucky seven. Uh, (laughs) uh, Best compliment that you have ever received. Um, I get a lot of compliments about my chin and my jawline. uh, And I always play it off like I'm, you know, bashful about it. But I always enjoy those. It's always nice. It's not something I can change about myself at all. It's just inherent to my being. But it's nice to be complimented on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always nice to uh, be complimented on things that are uh, vastly outside of your control. Because you know they mean Yeah. It. It's true. And it's like, I can't change this, so I'm glad that you like how it is. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if it's just like, oh, I like that shirt. It's like, yeah, I d- decided to buy it because yeah, I liked like, someone oh, else wearing you? this shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I pull out my fucking Wakazashi and just like slice it into a million pieces. <laughs> You don't control me. This is what I think of your opinions. <laughs> Compliment my soul, then we'll talk. <laughs> By this point, I've I've cut like minimum two fingers off with my wakazashi. It's uh, I mean it's it's unwieldy. It's yeah. It's very nice, but it's unwieldy. Definitely. Uh, question ninety six. 
tell well this is this is where the uh third ground rule comes in of not every question being a question. Ninety six. Mm. Tell me a joke. Oh boy. Oh wow. Yeah. That's illegal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the joke the joke is that you're legit going to jail and you're spending the rest of your life there for what you've done. I'm seeing the lights <laughs> flashing. Oh no. Oh jeez. Um man oh man, I guess like I could try and come up with a, a joke for you. Uh uh but let's let's asterisk it for now. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing throwing the old asterisk. And I'm warning mm. you that is that is question ninety six. These these asterisk questions are coming around the bend. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cash in my chips real soon. Yeah. All right, ninety seven. Now this used to be a very bad question, uh, which I have since eliminated and replaced mm. with the listener question of the week. Oh, that's fun. Uh, so this one uh, relating back to the uh, Trinaville campaign on uh, uh, not another D and D podcast. Uh, yes. This is from uh, King Prometheus. Thank you, King Prometheus. Royalty. Hail. <laughs> All hail. Uh, what monster have you always wanted to drop on your D&D party but haven't had the chance yet? Ooh. Um, well, I'm still a rev- relatively new DM, so I mm-hmm. think there's like still quite a bit of monsters for me to choose from. Uh, I would love to play around with like a spellcaster of some sort. I haven't gotten a chance to do many... Uh, spell heavy battles uh and i think those are fun like you can it's hard they're fun battles because like you know if the characters kind of get in close and start stabbing they like can make quick work of them but like if you use your spells correctly you can kind of have the tide of the battle and the flow of the battle be uh very unpredictable so yeah i think um maybe like a lich or something like that would be fun to throw Mm. at them um, yeah, I, I think like any, any high level spellcaster, maybe like a team of Gith or something like that. Uh, I haven't done like a ton of investigations into the book, but like, those are kind of two that come, yeah. come to me off the top of my head. No, I like that. Those liches, they can be, uh, they can be trouble. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're yeah, they higher... got some serious stuff. Yeah. They're higher challenge rating than, than one would think. Cause they got some tools yeah. in their disposal. I think the trick for me would be like trying to make sure that I actually use all the tricks and don't pull any punches because like uh spellcasters usually will have like one or two spells that are just devastating and you yeah. you have to just like trust that your party's going to figure it out which is always my <laughs> trouble because I'm like oh I don't want them to have a bad time. Huh? That is true. I DM'd mm-hmm. uh not for a long time but a couple of sessions and mm-hmm. I got in the exact same boat where it's like I don't I I I feel bad, like, because <laughs> if I put a, like a puzzle in front of them and they go like a puzzle of an enemy and they go, oh, let's just keep hitting it with with our sticks. It's like, oh, <laughs> this isn't gonna work, you guys. And, <laughs> there's no way for me to express that via uh, in-game mechanics. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it can get very tricky. Yeah, because the DM's lament. Yeah. Uh, question uh, 98. What made you want to be who you are today? Uh, hmm. I guess, like, the 
it feels reductive to say, but like Sonic the Hedgehog two. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, just media. Uh, like all the media that I I experienced as a kid uh, growing up, I think is maybe the answer there. Um, just like getting to see, like getting excited about stuff as a kid and like wanting to replicate that and kind of like slowly learning to untangle like how you make something and like kind of like the, the stuff that got the juices of my brain flowing. And I think like things like uh, Sonic and like newspaper comics and video games like really did that for me. Yeah, that's amazing. I love yeah. that answer. Cause, wow. <laughs> especially from someone who uh, is just a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog too. But yeah, uh, from from all sides, yeah, very nice. And uh, I would say the last question, but we got some asterisks floating around. We do should we handle the asterisks now? Mm, that's a good point. All right, let's yeah, do that. We want to save yeah. it. All right, so uh, tell so, you a joke. Yes, we got a joke. Or do we want to do the quote one first? We'll do um, the quote one first. Balls in your court here. Um, the quote. How about? Um, this isn't a quote. It's it's a slogan I saw on the side of a flea market that mm-hmm. I drove past. Uh, and the quote is, "If it's in stock, we have it." And How? I really like just the like mild humor of that sign <laughs> so much and here's okay. the thing yeah that's also a joke boom <gasps> two for one asterisks removed oh absolutely got you right there you fell oh. for it right into my trap what i've these... activated my double asterisk <sighs> explosion technique right all these asterisks laying at my <laughs> feet that have fallen off the page what have you done just two little buttholes disintegrating into nothingness now <laughs> There they go, withering into into ash. <laughs> How poetic! <laughs> Does that qualify? It qualifies perfectly. I love it. Fantastic! Woo! All right, all right. Let's Quest- do it. Last question. Oh my goodness! Question ninety nine. What do you want to be remembered for? Huh. Hmm. I would like to be remembered as good to work with and better to be around. Nice. How about that's actually, that? That's actually also a really solid quote. You're you're killing it. God all damn, here. doubling up. <laughs> Jeez. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. My, that'll my, that'll do it for you, sir. My questions are in tatters. This was uh, yeah. amazing. Eat shit, Mark Twain. I'm the number one humorist (laughs) on this podcast. (laughs) Mark Twain Award about to be renamed the Caldwell Tanner Award. Mm. Take that. It's also a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta put the queso on there. It's the cheese sauce that makes it. it, Yeah, because otherwise the cheese is going to fall off. It's got to be wet cheese because it'll soak up the bread. I gotcha, I gotcha. It's it's just going to slip right off there. Yeah. Caldwell, that was well, truly right. amazing. You've you've conquered the questions. Um mm-hmm. and then some. <laughs> and uh I, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for, for being on here and doing this show. Um well, thank you. It's it's been a pleasure. Um and I thank you as well, uh, from the tip top of my goldfish brain for having me on. Uh <laughs> I will forget everything I said as soon as we end this call. 
That's that's all I ever ask of any of my guests. <laughs> uh, is there anything anything you want to put out in the world? Plug, promote, point surmise mm. to anything at all. Um, I will say, I guess uh, it goes without saying. Uh, please listen to not another D and D podcast. Uh, you can check it out nadpod.com uh it's on itunes we also have a patreon patreon slash nadpod that's n-a-d-d-p-o-d don't sing yet <gasps> um but i guess uh yeah that, that's the big one for me i don't know if i have anything uh, else to mention um watch big city greens uh watch drawfee it's a, a drawing show i've been on that uh, some of my good friends make uh youtube.com slash drawfee other than that uh you're on your own go experience the world for yourself yeah, Caldwell can't tell you everything to do, people. Figure it I out. can't hold your hand any longer. You must venture forth from the cave. It is your time. Well, it is time for last call. It always comes quicker than you expect. And we got to figure out what we learned from Caldwell here today. Because I know I learned that when you're making an omelet, you have to be ready to invoke the scrambled gambit at any moment, and I cannot stress that. I think we learned that half the appeal of traveling back in time is that sweet, sweet smell of gasoline. Mmm. What a whiff. We learned that Nancy should really just be added to Super Smash Brothers next. Come on, she deserves it. But I gotta run and get the newest issue of the Elsewhere Fancies. It's flying off the shelf. So, as we always say here, keep a plastic bag with you at all times. And keep 99 questions equipped in your materia slots. Because we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Thank you. Good night.